Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast. I am your host, Tony T-Time West. And on this podcast, we talk sports, we talk real life events, and man, honestly, we just have fun. Listen, for the next 45 minutes to an hour, I need you to sit back, relax, grab a drink, do whatever you got to do, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time West, back in again with another episode of Talks T-Time, the podcast, season five, episode seven. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me on the social media pages for the podcast at Talks with T-Time P1 on Twitter, and then follow us on Instagram as well at Talks with T-Time, the podcast. Y'all know y'all can catch me as well on my personal pages at AO underscore T-Time 9. Appreciate you guys' love and support, man. Man, glad to be back on the podcast, glad to be back working again, man, and uh, back on the podcast, just enjoying this time with y'all. We got a lot to cover today, we do got a special guest coming on, he'll be coming on later on in the show. We'll talk a little NFL, we'll talk a little bit of Carolina Panthers, we'll talk a little bit of the NFC South. Uh, So yeah, we're going to jump into that later on, so we do got a special guest coming on later on, uh, onto the podcast. Also as well, you know we got to jump into the NBA play-in tournament that's been taking place, we'll talk LeBron and... Steph, last night, we'll talk about the Charlotte Hornets and also as well the Indiana Pacers. We'll talk about, you know, Indiana and the Wizards tonight. We'll talk about also as well the Wizards against the Celtics. So we're going to talk about all. It's going to be a pretty heavy NBA talk day on the podcast. Also as well, we're going to cover what do you think is the sports worst, the, the worst sports city right now. And I have an argument that Charlotte, North Carolina, as of right now, is the worst professional uh, sports city and a lot of people got mad at that take that I put on Twitter but I have actual evidence and proof that shows Charlotte is the worst sports city right now in the country uh, professional wise so we'll talk about that also as well because a lot of people were coming at me saying oh he's reaching oh he's doing too much oh he's but when you pull up the stats and you pull up what's happened in the last you know in the last five years I'll keep it pretty frequent the last five or so years the, the Charlotte, North Carolina has been the worst professional sports city in the country. So we'll get into that, you know, later on down the line here. But anyway, so that's kind of what we'll go into that later on. But I am excited to talk about that. We also jump back into Ain't Worth a Nothing Award this week. We definitely will jump back into that. So that's going to be fun. So, yeah, today's podcast should be a fun one, man. Excited. We got a new special guest that's never been on here before. So we got a lot going on today. So... I want to go ahead and jump into the NBA games first. Let's talk about the games that have already took place. The Charlotte Hornets, uh, 33-39, took on Indiana Pacers in that 9-10 play-in spot. Um, I mean, the Hornets got absolutely boat raced. 144-117, uh, to 117. the game was never close. Um, Miles Bridges did have 23 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists, and that's a guy that you know we kind of got to give some credit to because he's really – grown quickly um and and he's did a great job really developing himself um throughout this process so definitely want to give him some love but he did have a good game also as well um 
a guy by uh, Brissett, he had 23 points as well, which is a guy that really kind of came out of nowhere for them. He had a pretty good game for the Indiana Pacers. I know also as well, Sabonis had, you know, uh, close to around, uh, you know, 20 rebounds in that game as well. So, kind of just wanted to go over this game, man, and talk about the Hornets and their future, because I know I have a lot of people on here that are, are big Hornets fans. Shout out to the Pacers. I think they get beat tonight by the Wizards. That's just my scenario. I think the play-in tournament is pretty stupid, honestly, but hey, you know, if y'all love it, I guess I'll like it, whatever the case may be. Um, but the Hornets just absolutely did not play basketball. Like, they, 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 they didn't come ready. James Borrego did not have those guys ready. And I'm, I'm for the most part, a pretty big Borrego fan. Like, I actually kind of like dude. Um, but, I mean, 40 points in the first quarter is unacceptable. And then you let them drop 39 in the third and 36 in the fourth. I mean, it was just flat out unacceptable, man. I mean, I seen daggone McDugger in the beginning of the game looking like how he used to look back in college. Like, that man went four from six. In three-point range, like 21 points. Like, he had a, a great game. And he looked like how he used to look in college off of 26 minutes. So, the Hornets definitely didn't come ready. They leaving too many threes just wide open. It just was – it was a bad night for them, man. It, it was not a good night, man. I mean, just from – just from, you know, the three – just three-point percentage period for the whole team for the NBA and the Pacers. They were shooting 45.7% from the field. And in the field goal range – they were shooting 55% from the field. So they were just basically making anything, but that was also because of the lack of defense. And then when we go over to the Hornets side, they were 30% from three as a team and 45% from the field, which isn't horrible, but not as good. It's not, you're not going to win games like that with Indiana shooting 55% from the field. It's just not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, that's basically what was going on with that situation. So basically right now the Hornets – Find themselves, I think, if you're a Hornets fan, I think you do got to be, you got to be casually optimistic right now. Just because y'all are young. The Hornets are very young right now, for one. Um, they're very talented. I think you've probably seen Cody Zeller play his last game as a Hornet. Um, there's probably a few guys you probably have seen play their last game as a Hornet. Biombo probably as well has played his last game as a Hornet. But you got to get a big man immediately. I mean, Zeller kind of was the best player on their team in that game. Him and Miles Bridges both had good games. Zeller had 17, and Miles Bridges as well had 23. Um, so for the Hornets, like I said, I think it's going to be important for them to just continue to grow off what they've already done. And I think they're going to be all right. But I do think, you know, it's going to take a little bit of, of growing pains. And I think that's what that was. Now, let's jump into the same game that took place that night. Uh, we got to talk about the Celtics and the um, Washington Wizards. So, they were in the 7-8 game. So, for people that don't know how this play-in thing works, so basically, long story short, the 9 and the 10 seed play against each other, which in this case, it was Indiana and Charlotte. Charlotte lost, so they're at home. And then um, now, the 7 and 8, which was Boston at the time and also as well, um, the Wizards played each other, and now tonight, that's why we're getting Wizards versus the Pacers. So, in that game there also as well, the late cap game on that day, um, you had uh, the Wizards losing one, uh, 118 to 102 to the Celtics. So, the Celtics find themselves, you know, getting landed into the playoffs, having to go against Brooklyn, though. And you could argue with a fully healthy team, they're the number one seed, so that's going to kind of be rough for them. 
And Brad Stevens actually talked about that, about how, you know, the likelihood of them women winning that series is pretty low. And, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, dang, you're not going to talk your team up. But I kind of appreciate him being just really honest. I don't think you can knock him for being honest. So I, I kind of give him some credit, honestly, for just being straight up and letting him know, like, look, man, we're probably not going to win this game. Um, so, yeah, man, so that's basically that. Um, the Celtics coming to uh, Jason Tatum, we got to talk about him. I think they'll win at least one game just because of Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum had 50 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Russell Westbrook had kind of a rough game, but he still put up a double-double. He had 20 points, 14 rebounds, and 5 assists in this game. Um, you know, it's good for Brad Stevens because a lot of people talking about him possibly being on the hot seat and stuff. So it is kind of good to see that, you know, he was able to, you know what I'm saying, get a win, uh, you know, and, and kind of stay alive in their season, you know, 36 and 36 right at 500. Um, obviously, the loss of Jalen Brown is big for them. But I do see them at least winning one game in the series with Brooklyn because Jason Tatum is just so special, man. So Wizards play the Pacers tonight. Let's go ahead and jump into the Western Conference game. So we also had the Spurs versus the Grizzlies. In a pretty close game, Spurs got sent home. Grizzlies, uh, you know, Grizzlies win that game. They're, uh, you know, they find themselves, you know, uh, getting into, the, uh, you know, the play-in tournament against the Warriors, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, you know, uh, just to talk about the Spurs, they had Javante Murray, 10 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. So he had a triple-double also as well. We had Jonas uh, Valenciars. I never said this guy's name right. But I'm just going to say J-Ball from Memphis, the center. He had 23 points, 23 um, rebounds, so a big game from him. Um, so now the Grizzlies find themselves stamping their self into, uh, you know, the next round of the play, uh, the play in for them so that they can get in. So they were the ninth and 10th seed. So, yeah, John Moran, obviously, you know, getting that playoff experience is going to be good for him. But I want to talk about the game that everybody has been talking about, and that's the Lakers versus the Warriors. So last night we got the Lakers versus the Warriors. Lakers won 103 to 100 with really a game-winning shot from LeBron James. LeBron James had 22 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, so we got a triple-double there. Also, as well, Steph Curry had 37 points, 3 assists, 7 rebounds. I mean, the Warriors played a tremendous game. Um, you know, I think they'll beat, you know what I'm saying, Grizzlies on Saturday. Um, or is that Friday? No, on Friday, excuse me. So I think they'll beat, I think they'll beat the Grizzlies on Friday. Um, but the Warriors, man, I'm telling you, the number one seed Nuggets shouldn't, I mean, the Jazz should not take these guys lightly, man, because they are, they're good when they're hot. And I think with Steph playing at the rate he's playing right now, it, you know, I can't even really knock it. He He's playing at a tremendous level right now. He's doing everything that he needs to do to really be, you know, one of the best right now in the game. Um, he's really, you know, just honed in on everything. And like I said, I can't really name him an MVP because his team is literally fighting for a play-in spot right now. And that's, you know, I, we've already talked about that before. But I, I personally can't go out and say, yeah, man, give him the MVP. But I will say over the last month or so, he has been playing at a very extremely high level. Uh, so I think we do got to give him credit for that as well. Um, you know, Lakers, you know, they need that because they would have had to play another game against a scrappy Grizz, Grizzlies team that already fight injuries. It would have been rough, man. So, you know, good win for the Lakers. Uh, got to give them credit for that. Um, and, I mean, like I said, I, I got to say they kind of deserve it, honestly, man. 
Uh, very good team. Very sound team. Um, and like I said, they got to get healthy, though. That's their main issue is getting healthy, man. So, yeah, that's basically that. So that kind of covers what has already took place. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the game that's going to take place today. So um, we got a game that's taking place today. Obviously, I'm recording this on Thursday. It won't drop till Friday. So for y'all yesterday, we have the Pacers versus the Wizards coming in this game. Washington is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at this moment. Now, keys to the game for the Pacers, obviously, containing Russell Westbrook. You're not going to be able to stop Russell Westbrook, but you have to be able to slow him down. And in this game, that's gonna, what's going to be important. Bradley Bill is also still struggling with injuries. So, therefore, it is going to be important to kind of keep him steady as well and slow him down because what's going to happen is if you're able to kind of hamper with Bradley Bill – there's going to be a one-man wrecking crew with Russell Westbrook. So it's going to be important for them to go ahead, set the game up on slowing down Russell Westbrook. Not stopping him because you're not, but at least slowing him down. So that's basically that. Um, also as well, um, for the Wizards, I mean, it's going to be important to attack the paint. I mean, we know that the Pacers are very hurt right now. Miles Turner has been struggling with injuries. Um, you know, their very Karis LeVert has been struggling, so they have to really attack. Actually, the other night ago, the Pacers were more hurt up than, than the Hornets. They were. They were more hurt up than the Hornets. So, you know, that's going to be, you know, nice to see and kind of just see how that works out for them. Um, but I think the Wizards win this game about 10 points or so. I think the Wizards are a better team. And like I said, that's why I feel like the play-in tournament is kind of like not worth it because I still think the person that's going to be at 7, you're going to get at 7. The person that's supposed to be at 8, you're going to get at 8. So that's just my personal opinion. Then let's go ahead and jump into the Grizzlies versus the Warriors. Like I just told y'all, the Warriors right now, and the way Steph Curry is playing, he is playing like an MVP. I cannot knock that. He is playing. I still, I still think Jokic wins it because he's on a winning team. He's been healthy all year, and he stayed healthy all year. So I still think he wins it. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, I, I honestly personally think, you know, the Warriors win this game by about 15 points. I don't think it's going to be close. It's in Chase Center in San Francisco. Um, you know, I think the Grizzlies lose this game. I think they're a young, good team. I like Dylan Brooks. I like, you know, John Morant. I like the team that they have. Valanchunas, I like him. That's what I meant to say. That's his name, Jonas Valanchunas. Yeah, I like him as well, but I just think the Warriors right now with the way Steph Curry is playing, Jordan Poole has stepped up and played a very vital role. Now, Draymond is going to have to score some points. Draymond had 41 minutes last night, zero points. So that's not going to be able to happen for them to be successful in the playoffs or even in this play-in game. So Draymond at least got to get about 10 points a game, roughly. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's really what I would think at this point would make them successful. So that's basically the whole thing. I know you guys stood in the paint there with me for a little bit. I appreciate that. But I did want to give you kind of my synopsis on what I think about the play-in tournament. And, yeah, that's basically it. So when we get back, we're going to jump into a little bit of Kwame Brown. Let's talk about him a little bit. And also as well, we'll jump into what is the worst sports professional, let me say that, professional sports city in the country. And I have an argument for my hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina, being the worst sports city within recent history, within the last five or so years. When we get back, we'll jump into that. Mm -hmm. 
Guys, it's your boy Tony Teton West back at it again with another segment of Talks Teton the podcast. I made a mistake earlier. This is season five, episode six. Appreciate you guys for the love and support, man. Bumping that young nudie, mini me, man. Also, as well, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at Talks with Teton the podcast for the podcast page, and then follow me as well on Twitter at Talks with Teton P1, man. Y'all already know the, the socials for my personal page. Just follow me at underscore. Ayo underscore T time nine, man. So I appreciate you guys. Love and support. Now, I want to jump into some fun stuff. And we'll probably jump into this a little bit more when we get to the ain't worth the nothing. But I got to talk Kwame Brown, man. Because that guy has became a national sensation over the last three or four days. So, I guess apparently there was something said on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And apparently there was some type of, I don't know actually what the content was said because I don't listen to their podcast like that. Um, but there was some content and some type of, you know, discourse with Kwame Brown. And Kwame Brown is a guy that has been slandered for, he got drafted in 01. I mean, literally since day one. I mean, for 20 plus years now at this point. He's been getting slandered as an 18-year-old kid. He was the number one draft pick back in 2001, drafted by the Wizards and, uh, at that time, Michael Jordan. Um, so, yeah, man. So, basically, um, Kwame Brown, something was said in that podcast that really ticked off Kwame Brown. Now, as you know, Kwame Brown has been the butt of jokes for about the last, like I said, 20 years. Um, people have continued to pick on Kwame Brown. People have continued to came after his name, slandered him. And Kwame Brown has had enough. And, and low-key, I don't think he's wrong. He's a grown man. He should be able to defend himself. Um and I think I, I think after 20 years, he's just fed up. He's tired of people talking about him. And I agree. He's been retired, I believe, since 2013. Um, it's been, you know, almost eight years, and people are still, after his career has ended, and people are still talking about him. Um, so I do kind of feel where he's coming on from, like, why y'all continue to bring my name up? But we're going we're gonna to jump into that a little bit more in the – Ain't worth the nothing. We'll jump into that a little bit more. Who I feel like ain't worth the nothing in that whole situation. Now, let's talk about the subject that I'm probably the most excited to talk about because I got into a lot of heated debates with people on Twitter on, was that Tuesday night? Yeah, it was Tuesday night when the Hornets played. And my statement was, if you really think about it right now, Charlotte, North Carolina, and we've had this discussion on here before. Charlotte, North Carolina, as of right now, in the last, like, I would say five or so years, is literally the worst sports, professional sports city in the country. Now, I want to bring up the stats so that you guys won't think I'm just hating. I'm from Charlotte, so I want to get, obviously, I root for the home city teams and want them to do good, but I'm just stating the facts. Now, since they did not make the playoffs because the Hornets got ejected out the playoffs, the Hornets have not played, made the playoffs since 2016. Oh, yeah, not to remind you, they haven't won a playoff series since 2002. Now, let's talk about the Panthers. The Panthers have not been to the playoffs since 2017. We're in 2021. So both organizations have not been to the playoffs, really, in the last four years at this point. Now, 
I want to bring up because everybody say, oh, he's reaching. He's doing too much. I seen a lot of people subtweeting saying I was doing too much. I was reaching. But let's pull up the stats because everybody that was saying that, nobody showed. I pulled up evidence. And nobody ever responded back with any evidence. Let's go to another one y'all like to say. Detroit. Detroit is one y'all love to say, oh, yeah, Detroit, um, they're probably the worst sports city. Because you can't say Cleveland anymore because Cleveland just – the Cleveland Cavaliers just won an NBA title back in 2016. They also had the Indians, who made the title run in 2017. The Cleveland Browns just made the playoffs last year and was a few plays away from beating the Chiefs and being in the AFC Championship. So, you can't say Cleveland. Let's go ahead and take them out because that's when y'all – listen, y'all know me. I don't like the city of Cleveland. It's, it's boring. I don't like the city of Cleveland. So, there's that. And I'm only comparing two sport teams. I'm not going to compare teams because most cities have three sports like baseball, basketball, football. But I'm only going to compare the two that we're comparing. I'm not going to even throw that baseball team in it. I'll leave that alone. Cleveland's still doing better than, than Charlotte right now. The Panthers – have not been in the playoffs once again since 2017 and got kicked out in the wild card. The Chiefs were a couple plays away just last – I mean, not the Chiefs. The Browns were just a couple plays away last year from being in the AFC Championship, okay? The Cleveland Browns won a championship in 2016, so let's eliminate Cleveland. Cleveland is not – as crazy as it sounds, Cleveland is not the worst sports city in the country. It's not. They're not the worst. So – Let's go to Detroit. You can say, because I hear people saying, well, Detroit is the worst sports city. Okay, let's go there first. So, with Detroit, Detroit last time making the playoffs, and this is the Lions, Detroit Lions last year making the playoffs was 2016, which is one year earlier than the Panthers did because Panthers made it in 2017. Now, let's go to the Pistons. Not saying the Detroit Pistons are a lot better than the Hornets, but the, as of in recent history, I'm going off of accomplishments. Out of recent history, the Detroit Pistons just made the playoffs in 2019. Let me repeat that again. The Detroit Pistons have just made the playoffs in 2019. Let me say that one more The Detroit Pistons, for one, they've won championships before. Detroit Pistons won in 90, in 90, I believe in 89 as well, and that was with the bad boys, and then in 2004 with Rick Hamilton and all of them. Yeah, they made the playoffs in 2019. Once again, 2019 with the Pistons, Hornets haven't made it since 2016. Then you look at the Lions, yes, they, they haven't made the playoffs since 2016, but the Panthers are only a year ahead of them in 2017. If we're looking at the basic fundamentals of success, like making the postseason, Detroit, as of right now, is a better sports city than Charlotte right now. Let's go to Atlanta. Let's go down I-85. We're going to go to Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks are in the playoffs right now. So let's go ahead and cancel them out. They are the fifth seed in the playoffs right now, and their future looks pretty bright. Once again, I'm not even going to bring baseball in it, but the Braves have been very successful in the last couple of years. Not too much this year, but in the last couple of years, the Braves have been very successful. Now, I want to talk about the Falcons real quick. Now, the Falcons, which I think, I'm going to be honest, they're very similar 
to the Panthers, in my opinion. The Falcons, in the last five years, have made the playoffs in 2016 and in 2017. The Hawks are in the playoffs right now. Once again, both situations better than Carolina than Charlotte. Because a lot of people like to say Atlanta's the worst sports city in the country. Atlanta, now they might be the un, most unlucky. Yes, I, I don't disagree with you on that. But I think the worst professional sports city, Atlanta doesn't fit that right now. They don't fit that right now. They don't. Now let's go to New York. Let's go to New York City because that's, that's where a lot of people say that's the other worst city, sports city. For one, New York has a lot of, lot of history. We already know that. So let's go to, to the New York. Let's go to the New York Knicks, who are actually in the playoffs at a four seed right now, about to play the about to play the Hawks. Now, granted, New York has a lot more teams. Let's go to the let's go to the Giants. Let's go to the New York Giants, because New York Giants have not been good for probably the last five or so years. So I'm not disagreeing with that. They have not been good in recent history. So you won't catch me in no type of lie there. They have not been good. But the last time they made the playoffs was 2016 as well. Now, the New York Jets, we know they've been bad for over a decade now or at right around a decade, okay? So we're going to go look at the Jets because I'm, I'm just naming all these places that y'all say have worse sports history than Charlotte because these places I'm naming, they've won championships in the past. But once again, we're keeping it recent. Now, the Jets have not been to the playoffs since 2010. But once again, the Brooklyn Nets and also as well the Knicks are in the playoffs right now. Right now. The Knicks, the, the Knicks are fourth. The Nets are two. They're both in the playoffs right now. So New York basketball is doing pretty good right now. Once again, you go back to the Hornets. They haven't made it since 16. And the, uh, the Panthers have not made it since 17. The proof is in the pudding. People keep saying, oh, yeah, name out the place that people don't want to go. That's what somebody told me on Twitter. Name out the place where people don't want to go, and you'll see whose sports history is, is worse. Name out the place free agencies don't want to go. Okay, I'll give you one. Minnesota. Let's bring up Minnesota. Nobody wants to be in the code in Minneapolis. Minnesota. The Vikings just made the playoffs last year. They had a rough year this year, but they made the playoffs last year. So once again, better than the Panthers. Now the Timberwolves, I won't, I won't lie, they are one of the worst ran franchises in in sports. I'm not even gonna say in the NBA. In sports, they're one of the worst ran franchises. You're not gonna get no lie out of that on me, cause I, I'll be honest, you're right on that. If you say, well, the Timberwolves are not well ran, you're right. You won't see me even trying to argue you on that, because it's true. They're horrible. They're not good. They have not been good. And they even went to the playoffs in 2018. Still better than the Hornets. Still better than the Hornets. Let's name out another one. I heard a lot of y'all saying Houston. Because now Houston's having a rough year. Yes. But the Rockets were just in the, the, uh, the Western Conference Finals two years ago. The Texans were just in the playoffs 2019. Do, do y'all not remember Houston Texans had up the Chiefs 24 to nothing just in 2019? Both of those teams have been more successful as of late than, than Charlotte teams have. Both. Y'all named out another one. Chicago. Let's go there. 
Because y'all said they've been struggling, right? Let's go to Chicago. Let's go to Drilling Noise and see what they're talking about up there. Now, the Chicago Bears, they were just in the playoffs in 2019. Once again, and I'm not comparing other sports. I'm keeping it the same sports that Charlotte has. I'm, I'm keeping it the same thing. In 2018, the Bears were in the playoffs. Once again, a field goal away from going and facing, you know, in the, in, in, into the, uh, I think it was the division. I don't think it was the conference. But going into the divisional round, they were a kick away from Cody Parkey from being in, in the divisional round. Now, let's go to the Bulls because the Bulls, I, they have not been successful for a while. It's been a while since the Bulls. We know their late history and back in the 90s, but we're not talking about that. I said in most recent history, last five or so years, the Bulls, I want to go over them real quickly because I want to make sure I'm not leaving nobody out. I want to make sure that I'm not making no mistake on this. But the Bulls, I want to find out when the last time they made the playoffs because I know they had those years with Thibodeau and all that. But let me just make sure I'm not tripping. Because I thought they made the playoffs in 18. I could be absolutely wrong, but I, I, I want to check. So give me just a second. So the last time they made the playoffs was in 2017. And they got booted out the first round. So, once again, still further ahead than the Hornets. Bears and Bulls. Bears ahead of the Carolina Panthers in most recent success. Bulls in, in most recent success have been more successful than the Hornets. It's, that's what it is. So for y'all people saying I'm stretching, I done named out basically every bad sports city you can think of. And I, if I'm missing any that have two sports, let me know, bruh. Let me know. But every city I just named out, have all had more success than Carolina, than Charlotte, Washington, D.C. The Wizards are about to be in the playoffs probably tonight. The, the football team made the playoffs last year. So once, well, this year, whatever. So when y'all say I'm reaching and I'm pulling out stats and facts on y'all, please respond with evidence. Please respond with more evidence and say, well, no, this place got a worse city. Look at what they, I pulled up with facts. See, y'all going off of narratives and y'all want to be biased because y'all from Charlotte. Y'all, I love Charlotte too. That's my hometown. But I'm calling out the stats. Charlotte is the worst professional sports city right now. And it's a young city. It's a lot of time to grow. But as of right in the last five or so years, they are the worst. It's, it's not up for the, it's not up for question. They are the worst sports city as of right now. But once again, if you're going to present me with something, come with evidence. That's all I ask. I'm not asking. Just come with evidence, bro. That's all I ask. Look, when we get back, the special guests will come on. We're going to talk Charlotte sports a little bit. We're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. And also as well, we're going to just kind of drill in on the NFC South, talk about Julio Jones, rumors of being uh, traded. We'll talk about all that stuff when we get back. You are on Talks to Tea Time, the podcast. Stay tuned in. Mm-hmm. 
What's up, you guys? It's your boy Tony T-Time West back at it again with another segment of Talk T-Time, the podcast. We have a special guest today on for the first time. We have Scout from the Panthers Report. He had his own podcast. He has his own podcast basically covering the Carolina Panthers. Scout, how you doing today, man? Doing good, Tony. How you doing today? Doing good, man. I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with me, man. I just want to talk a few things here uh, with you. We touched, we just talked on your podcast a little bit as well. Uh, talk about, you know, how do you feel about Sam Donald and, you know, the Panthers getting Sam Donald and what do you think his expectations are for him this year? Uh, Sam Donald, um, I personally think it's a repeat of last year with, T- with Teddy Bridgewater, um, in my personal opinion. And this, the upcoming season, I'd say, I'd say he wins maybe eight, nine wins depending on his play. But if he if he outperforms that, then probably around I'd say maybe ten, eleven wins depending on how he plays. So that's our ceiling, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and then what else was the question? Yeah, I was just saying you kind of already answered. I was just saying what was your expectations for Sam Donald? So you've kind of already really just covered it with that answer. Another question I got for you, how did you feel about, like, the draft, just in general, with the Carolina Panthers? Do you feel like they address needs and stuff like that? Yeah, I definitely say they address their needs, or most of their needs, not all of them. Mm -hmm. But I would also definitely say it's one of the best drafts we've had in recent years, at least, like, it seems like that on paper. We're going to see. But on paper, I would definitely say it's one of the better drafts we've had in recent years. Yeah, man. No, I definitely agree with you. I think – you know, they, they did answer a lot of questions. I think cornerback was a place of need. Uh, you know, tackle was a place of need. Tight end was a place of need. Even a backup running back was a place of need, and they basically covered all that. Um, they got a guard in the sixth round. They got a really good tackle, a defensive tackle, and uh, Davion Nixon, who I don't know if people know this, like back in December, he was like a first-round projected pick. Like, so just to kind of see them get him all the way in the fifth round, was definitely exciting to see. Also, as well, let me ask you some questions besides the Carolina Panthers. Let me ask you about Julio Jones. So, down here in Atlanta, there's a lot of, you know, speculation going on with Julio. The Falcons are basically saying they want to trade him by June 1st. What do you think about Julio? What teams do you think he should may, maybe go to? And what do you think what it may take to get Julio to a new team? I personally think it would take a lot to get Julio on your team, uh, especially with Atlanta trying to find offers and not finding any lately. It just seems like they're asking for too much at this point. But for best fit teams, like you said, I would definitely say one of the teams is the Titans. Uh, joining A.J. Brown in, in Tennessee. Um, and then another team, let's see. Yeah, I'd say the main one would be Titans with A.J. Brown. Uh, having have, Being right next to him would open up A.J. Brown more, I believe. Because they'd be more focused on Julio, so A.J. Brown would be able to have the second corner on him and get open more and just provide more offense for that team. Yeah. No, I I agree with you 100%. I think the Titans would probably be the best, you know, situation for him. Because like I explained, they already have one of the best running backs in the game in Derrick Henry. And then when you put another weapon outside, um, you know, especially with them losing John O. Smith, putting another weapon outside is going to distract the defense and have them spread out a little bit more, which is going to actually open up the gates for players like A.J. Brown, um, Julio Jones, stuff like that. And also Derrick Henry will benefit from that as well because now people are not going to be putting eight or nine people in the box because they're going to have to put a double team on Julio or A.J. Brown or whatever the case may be. So I think 
that does work out for them. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. What's your personal opinion on the Aaron Rodgers situation? Do you think, you know, he's going to pan out? What do you think about that? So the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, I think it would take a lot for Green Bay to keep him home in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, as of right now, I would say he'd most likely to be traded or even retire and go play Jeopardy, mm-hmm. as everyone else was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, and you said, too, on my podcast. Right. But yeah, I think it would take a lot for him to be traded, like in terms of what other teams would have to trade for him. But I think that a trade would be more likely than him staying home. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, nah, no, nah, it makes complete sense. I mean, I think that's definitely something that could possibly happen is him being traded. I know I think they said something about his fiance has a house in Denver or she's from Denver or something like that. So that might be like a possible move, but I, I don't think he's staying with Green Bay. I think I think it's pretty much over because like you said, there's not a lot they can really do. I think to salvage yeah. this thing at this point. Um, another question I had, this was a topic that I actually talked about on my podcast today. I was talking about what is the worst sports city, professional sports city right now in the last five or so years. And I made the argument of Charlotte right now being probably the worst sports city, you know, professionally right now, because you think about it, the Hornets haven't made the playoffs since 2016, the Panthers have not made the playoffs since 2017. And right now, they are they have been in a playoff drought in the last four or five years. Do you think that's crazy? Because a lot of people thought I was reaching. A lot of people thought I was doing too much. Is that, like, is that unrealistic for me to say at this point? I wouldn't say that's unrealistic at all. I would say I definitely, I definitely could agree with that. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, I would say the Hornets – the Hornets and the Panthers both have upside, especially yeah. with LaMelo now coming in and Charlotte. Like, they're definitely in a drought, but both teams have upside. We'll just see how long that takes for them to get back to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, and I agree. Like I said, I think the future is bright. for, And I said the future is bright for both of those organizations. But as of recently, it's just like not a lot of success playing out, you know. And that was my main point was I don't see any recent success of any postseason or anything like that. And I just feel like, you know, Charlotte has kind of been down bad, really, with sports, professional sports in the last five or so years. So, and then the last thing I wanted to bring up to you, let's, this is a little bit funny. Let's talk about this Kwame Brown thing. I don't know if you've been keeping up with it. But Kwame Brown has became like a, a, a internet sensation the last couple of days here. Uh, but does he have a valuable point with people still talking about him 20 years ago from being a bust, and they're still talking about it to this day. Do you feel like he has the right to defend himself? Like, do you feel like he's in the wrong for what he's doing right now? I feel like he, he for sure has the right to defend himself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some of the stuff he's saying, like, can be kept off the Internet. Right, yeah. I, I do like, agree with that. He can handle that personally instead of doing it all over TV just to make a, a whole big, big stage on it. Yeah. I think he did want attention. I'm not going to sit up here and lie. I do like Kwame Brown, and he it's funny and all that, but, like, I do agree with you on that. Some of that personal stuff he probably, you know, should have kept off the Internet for sure. Yeah. But then again, he's been getting attacked on TV, on the Internet. So I think more than anything, I think the guy's hurt, honestly. I think he's hurt. He's been taking slander for 20 years at this point now. Like, 
religiously. Like Kwame Brown, like Stephen A. Smith literally got famous off of slandering Kwame Brown. Like, you know, so I, I, I do kind of think that, you know, I understand where he's coming from, and I do agree with you. Some of that stuff he has gotten a little bit too personal with. But I do also agree with one thing, though. Um, you know, I just feel like the way they, you know, the attacks are getting personal. So I do think he, you know, might want to chill out on that end. But, like, what did you think about, uh, like, uh, what's my guy's name? Uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Like, what did you think about their response? Because to me, it kind of felt like they was a little bit, not, nice. well, I'm going to say it. They kind of seemed scared a little bit. How did you feel about that? I actually haven't seen the response yet. Oh, you haven't seen the that. response? Yeah, dude, you got to uh, go look at it. Yeah, you gotta go look at it. They seem kind of real, like oh, you know, my bad type type of vibes. Like that's the type of vibes I get from it. But yeah, I mean, Kwame Brown, I do, you know, understand that he has, you know, been pretty upset, and I I, I get it, you know what I'm saying. But I do think they did attack his play instead of his person personal stuff. But then again, when a hurt person is getting pushed, 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 pushed. Eventually they're gonna snap, you know, and I think that's what's going on right now is that he's snapping. So that that's my personal take on it. Once again, before I let you go here, I did want you to just shout out your podcast one more time for me. So if you could just either shout out your Twitter name or your podcast page so they can go follow you at. All right, so uh, I'm on Anchor. The name of the podcast is The Panthers Report, and then I'm also on Twitter, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, my username on Twitter is so it's AO. Hold on. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody does this when they come out of school. <laughs> it's AO Panthers Report, but it's RPT at the end instead of like report. It's just RPT at the end for the Twitter name. That's it. Perfect. So y'all go follow Scout, man. He has a good podcast. I was on there. So y'all check him out whenever he drops that podcast. But once again, Scout, appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you for having me. It was fun. No problem. All right, you guys, we're jumping into the last segment of Talks with T-Time, the podcast. Y'all know my favorite segment, man. The Ain't Worth a Nothing Award of the Week. I got a few Ain't Worth a Nothing Awards to give out for this week, man. First Ain't Worth a Nothing Award I got to give out is to Charlemagne the God. Yeah, you heard me. Charlemagne the God, you get the Ain't Worth a Nothing Award. Here's why you get the Ain't Worth a Nothing Award, brother. For one... Putting Kwame Brown's family business out in mainstream media in front of everybody, which further kind of almost made him seem like he's some type of psychopath because his family has, you know, his members in his family have, I think, like murdered individuals and stuff like that. For you to kind of place that narrative out there while this guy's already trying to defend himself for 20 years of slander, I'm sorry, bro. Charlemagne the God. You ain't worth for nothing, brother. Like, for you to go out there and put him, put his family business all on Front Street. I know you grew up in Mox Corner, which is right there by Charleston. And you know his people and stuff like that. But just putting his, because I didn't even know that stuff he was talking about, Kwame Brown, too, until yesterday. When he put him out on Front Street like that. And to me, even though he was trying to say, leave Kwame Brown along and all that. You ain't have to put in there that his dad killed somebody, his brother killed somebody, his sister killed somebody. Like, you ain't have to do all that, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, that was uncalled for. I'm sorry. I got to give you ain't worth a nothing 
of the week, Charlemagne the guy. Also, as well, I gotta give all the smoke co-host Steven Jackson, and also as well, I gotta give Matt Barnes the Ain't Worth a Nothing Award of the week. Here's why. You guys had came at Kwame Brown. Apparently, like I said, he didn't like it. Now, y'all two guys supposed to be the bullies of the NBA. Oh, we tough. We woo 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 woo. We'll say whatever. Now Kwame Brown got y'all talking like pastors and preacher boys. What's going on? Y'all say the podcast called All the Smoke, but it ain't even no candle smoke going on. Like, y'all say y'all act so rough and tough to to guys y'all know y'all can do that with. But y'all see Kwame Brown getting back on that with y'all, and all of a sudden it's, oh, yeah, we we don't want no smoke. Gilbert Arena is too. Oh, yeah, bro, we don't. We don't want no smoke with you, bruh. We, uh, we heard about you knocked out some dude in the club and it took 20 security guards and, to get you and your bro. Like, bro, <laughs> if you're going to be with the crap, bruh, be with the crap. See, that's why I stay on the sidewalk. You feel me? I'm not going to mess with nobody as long as they don't mess with me. You're not going to hear me slandering nobody if I know that it don't got nothing to do with me. Matt Barnes and Steven and Jackson may want to learn that same tactic. And also as well, Gilbert Arenas. Just saying. Don't get mad at that guy for coming to defend himself. You know. So that's just my personal opinion. That's what I had to say about the Kwame Brown situation. That whole Kwame Brown situation is real funny. Like, it is, it's just it's funny to me. But anyway, that's my personal take on it. Now... Another ain't worth nothing award I got to give out to. I got to give a ain't worth nothing award out to, you know what I'm saying, the Charlotte Hornets, man. I mean, y'all boys ain't worth a nothing. Y'all ain't try to even try to fight in that Pacers game. I mean, Pacers boast rate y'all right up out the daggone stadium. I mean, y'all didn't stand a chance. I mean, did y'all even, did y'all get on the flight from Charlotte to Indianapolis? Like, what happened? Like, y'all didn't even show up. I'm sorry, man. Hornets, I like y'all. I think y'all future is going to be good and bright. But, man, y'all ain't worth for nothing for not showing up, man. I got to give another ain't worth nothing award out. I got to give an ain't worth nothing award out to Urban Meyer. I'm sorry, man. He done made two questionable moves already. The number one leading rusher in ACC history, Travis Etienne, playing the majority of his snaps at wide receiver, what in the hell are you thinking? Brother, what, what, what's going on? The number one all-time Russian leader in ACC history, Travis Etienne, is possibly going to be playing wide receiver this year. Bro, what, what's going on, Urban Meyer? Dog, you ain't worth for nothing. Come on, man. Put that dude, have him and James Robinson splitting time. In that backfield, you already have a player that does that in Chenault. You already have DJ Chalk. Why are you trying to make Travis Etienne a gadget player? Because that's what you're trying to do. Come on, bro. If that's the case, they should have just drafted EJ. Uh, EJ, uh, what's my boy name for Ole Miss? His name EJ Moore. They should have just drafted him. Elijah Moore. Yeah. You should have just drafted him if that's the case. Come on, man. You ain't worth for nothing. And then signing Tebow. I'm going to go a step further. Signing Tebow, 33-year-old dude that ain't never played tight end a day in his life. And you signed him, he was a quarterback. Been out the league for seven years. And you signed him. 
Come on, Urban Meyer. You ain't worth a nothing, man. And my last ain't worth a nothing, man. I got to give it ain't worth a nothing to the Giants for doing the same thing, signing Kelvin Benjamin as a tight end. Now, that makes a little more sense because wide receiver, he was kind of already a big a big body wide receiver, which I thought him and Devin Funches both should have made a transition to tight end, but that's just me. Um, but, yeah, man, signing Kelvin Benjamin, been out the league for two years at, 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 you know what I'm saying, tight end. Dave Gettleman, he drafted him. I'm sorry, bro. That's another ain't worth a nothing for me, man. I'm sorry, that ain't worth a nothing. Listen, man, I appreciate you guys' love and support. This was fun, man. Great podcast. Appreciate everybody that came on today, man. And obviously, you know what I'm saying, continue to follow us on social media at Talks with T-Time, the podcast on IG. And then follow us as well on Twitter at Talks with T-Time P1. Y'all know how to get at my socials, man. Go ahead and follow me on my personal page at AO underscore T-Time 9 on social media, man. Listen, appreciate you guys. Love and support. Episode 6 was great. And guess what, man? We'll be back. Love y'all. Appreciate the support. And we out.